Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jada, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting and thrill-packed episode of Hindsight is Horrifying. Tonight, we're going back to a wonderful time. Ah, yes. The 90s. The 90s. And the music cut out, so. It's it's a grunge thing. We only paid for a little bit of the music. It's a grunge thing, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, it's a grunge (laughs) thing, yeah. What Uh, is grunge? (laughs) We're going back to 1992. Not only 1992, but three of the names that made the 90s. Don Simpson. 92. Oh, maybe Roku. 96, sorry. Yeah, 96. Okay, I was wondering if one of the uh, streaming... uh, channels lied to me again because they do that quite often. No, it's Mandela Effect. I, Got I, it. I'm right. Got it. Um, three of the names that made the 1990s what it was. Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer, and, and Michael, and Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> so that should probably clue some of you in. Helicopters, explosions, and Sean explosions, Connery. and just for a little change of pace, some more explosions. And a weird car chase that has no reason to God, be in the whole fucking movie. I, yeah. I wrote a note about that. We, we'll we are. To uh, it uh, oh my God. We are doing the 1996 classic Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery movie, The, the Rock. Rock. The Rock. <laughs> yes. Which is. Lordy. It's it something s- else. Well, and, and I have to say, watching it, um, it's very stupid. Yeah, it's I very noticed dumb. that myself. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I really had a good time watching it, and I oh, I, yeah. I would have gladly paid money to have... In fact, I did pay money and see it in the theater. It made a lot These of money. These were the type of movies yeah. that were the rides. Like, who said that about the Marvel movies, that they're just like a ride? Uh, they don't really have a lot of substance, but... Uh, uh, I think there was, was like Scorsese. a big, yeah, it was Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese. He, Scorsese. He, there was a big debate about it online. Uh, people, you know, got upset on Facebook. Who knows? But uh, these were those kind of movies. Like The Rock was just pure action. You were there for the explosions and the excitement and the car chases. That you knew what you were signing up for when you went yeah. to a Jerry Bruckheimer, Michael Bay, but Don Simpson like production. like a Transformers film, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, well, it's movement. Michael Bay. Well, yeah. But but a lot better than a Transformers film. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Um, no Shia LaBeouf. He was still in diapers, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, it, it's Probably a movie. Still wears diapers. Well, possibly. Ew. Yeah. This is that... kink. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Actually, no. He's cleaning his life up. Really? Uh, in fact, he, no. In fact, th- no. This is actually a totally true story. Stop it. Um, <laughs> become a Catholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shooting. A, he was shooting a, a biopic of uh, Padre Pio, and he he converted to Catholicism after or during the production of the movie. Does he so. know anything about Catholicism? Well, no, I think I think that's the thing is that he got so you know uh, so deep into the research, and he was he was talking to priests and lay uh, lay people, and mm. yeah, and apparently it seems to be a pretty genuine thing, and so you know, wish him all the best. It's not a popular thing to do converting to Catholicism later in life, and not for oh like, no, I know tons of people. No, 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 have. but but yeah. like for just a singular reason like hey i like the spirituality of this religion i'm going to join as opposed to uh, don't a lot of people do it because of marriage or because of circumstance oh yeah as opposed to yeah being convinced to just convert on your own Mm -hmm. i don't know no but they've got you know rcia the the whole thing of the you know but that that's all let's talk about let's talk about the rock a silly movie (laughs) 
You're um, going to do that voice all night, aren't I, you? <laughs> I can't help it. I mean, you dressed up as we I can did. see hindsight. I'm, I'm one of the minions. Mr. Brown came I'm to play. A captain. You're what the John C. McGinley, <laughs> Ginley of the crew. <laughs> I know. Stan, Stan from like Stan Against Evil is in this movie, and it's uh, awesome. Dr. Cox uh, from yeah. Scrubs, yes. Uh, so okay, many. That's, so many roles. That's fair. That's fair. That's I, probably I think, his most famous role. Like, uh, that's what the most people yeah, know him for, I, I would I th- bet. I think he's one of those people that it's like, like Doctor Who, it's sort of like who you know. Which reiteration? Of which John which, C. which John C. McGinley? You <laughs> know, you hold dear, yeah. And for me, it's Stand Against Evil because well, there's that also, show. That show is really really. There's good. also Office Space. He doesn't play a huge role oh, in yeah. Office Space. He's one of the two guys yeah. kind of um, oh right. He's what do, the company yeah, do. Uh, and what's uh, Ron? Jeremy? No 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, don't go there. Ron Livingston. <laughs> Ron Livingston, thank yes. you. Uh, he's one of the guys that Ron Livingston is like, oh, yeah, I maybe work for about five minutes all week long. And John he's C. McGinley's like, yeah. this guy's a genius. He's <laughs> management material. And, uh, he was in a horrible, horrible movie with John Travolta and Tim Allen where they were uh, trying to be bikers for a weekend. They're all these dads trying to regain their sense of... I have sense no of, idea. It's called Hog Wild. <laughs> And it's just as terrible oh, yeah, as that, it sounds. Yeah. That, that, that yes. sounds pretty fucking awful. John um, C. McGinley is the cop chasing them around and trying to get involved with them. It's quite interesting. Well, so th- one of the things that I like about The Rock is I always love it when a movie very obviously begins with somebody going, hey, what about a movie set in, you know, and they just like, oh, yeah, Alcatraz. Yeah, what about Alcatraz? What's a movie we could do in Alcatraz? Where you start with the location uh, and you build a story. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The hook comes up That's first. The like epicenter. Yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer wakes up in the middle of the night. Alcatraz. I'm going to do a picture about Alcatraz. <laughs> and then you go, well, what's going to happen? Okay, bad guys will take it over. There'll be but hostages. Why? You know. be in it. Oh, wrong one. Yeah. At yeah. least 40 explosions. 40. Lots of gunfire. I said at least. I was going to say that's that like was a starting number. He just yeah. has to, you know, gain some revenue and then he builds on, you know, more and more explosions. But before we move on too further, yes. we do have to discuss the synopsis. Please so do. if you're like Dark Jader, this is a movie I had heard of a lot, but somehow had never seen. Uh, I felt like I had seen it. That amazes it me. Because it's just one of those action movies from the 90s and I would have been just the right age for my parents to not pay for a babysitter. It was cheaper to take me to the movies than it was to hire a babysitter for the night. So uh, I would have been about eight years old when this movie came out. Yeah. And uh, I, maybe I saw it, but if oh, I no, do, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wrote that down. I was like, oh, look at that. Uh, who is that? David or Dan Morse? What's David his name? Morse. David Morse. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, oh, he left his officer behind so the audience would understand just how effective this nerve gas is. That that's exactly it. That that's causes, the whole. That's the whole point of it. That this, causes yeah. boils and sores of biblical times. <laughs> like, what kind of nerve Oof. gas is this? Well, it, it's sort of like they they took VX nerve gas and then they just added the whole you melt part to it. Yes. Yeah, so um, the bad news and, is that the gas is corrosive. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it, eating through our suits. That's a few minutes from now, but still. Yeah. So the the, the movie is going to hinge on this uh, heist of a very terrible uh, chemical weapon, and a lot of people don't realize that back in the '90s, chemical weapons. What? I was about to read the synopsis when you're done with your point. Oh no, I was going to say back in the '90s, like chemical weapons was the thing that actually got talked about on the news a lot. Yes. You know, it's weird how these movies were topical at the time, but then you sort of lose all of that connection. 
Yeah, yeah, well, and there's a moment coming up that reminded me of Mr. Brown. So before we get to that, the synopsis. <laughs> <There is>? Yes, <laughs> because Nick Cage buys a $600 LP. Ah, that sounds better. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it does. Oh, I should have brought, I got, I don't have that. I think we have See? that one. <laughs> That's okay, all right. And I should have brought it. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'm Adam. But, so the synopsis uh, for the third time. A mild-mannered chemist and an ex-con must lead the counter-strike when a rogue group of military men threaten a nerve gas attack from Alcatraz against San Francisco. How could they find San Francisco in the fog? Well, here's that's my question. Yeah, you blew the microphone all the way out. Good. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because that's <laughs> another... Don't Please don't blow the Well, that's, that's another weird thing. Not in thing. front of you. No. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's another, that's another weird thing about, you know, the topicality and how things change because, you know, if this movie was made today and it was like, we're going to Wipe out San Francisco, everyone would go, fuck it. <laughs> we don't really give a shit. It's to document poop anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Wait. oh no, San Francisco is going to be even worse. Excuse me? Well, ask Jason. They have poops. Big poop problem. Poop spotting. Yeah. Big poop problem. Human feces is everywhere. In Humans what? taking shits everywhere. Yeah. Why? Because they got to go. We, have it's, you had to a, go? It's a, basically an open air homeless camp and drug market. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. That's why everybody's leaving San Francisco. I was unaware of that. Oh yeah, San Francisco's... I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> never experienced San Francisco. Uh, it, it, it sounds like a, a pass. It used to be a pretty neat, uh, pretty quirky, cool, neat town, you know. Um, it was a quirky turkey town. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the mild-mannered chemist, which from the synopsis alone, for whatever reason, I thought the chemist was going to be female, but it's Nick Cage. And the ex-con is, of course... Sean, Sean Connery, Connery. <laughs> yes. who may or may not be James Bond in this movie. Yeah. Um, There's a popular fan theory yeah. that he's actually James Bond. It had a very Dr. No sort of vibe <laughs> with them trying to stop a massive attack of nuclear proportions, uh, but it's nerve gas. It's actually, we should address that. There is, okay, so the, the, the point of the movie basically is Nicolas Cage is going to have to team up with Sean Connery who is an ex-con who escaped from Alcatraz. The only person who's ever escaped from Alcatraz was Sean Connery, uh, who I kept, kept wanting to call James Mason. Uh, what is, is no, What's his name in the movie? James moment? Mason, who is called John Mason. John, John Mason, Mason, yeah. So it's not James Mason. But you haven't said why they have to do all this. Well, because Ed Harris... Darn you, Ed, Ed Harris. Ed, I have yeah, no Ed, who, it always, I always feel bad when Ed Harris is a bad guy. I always want Ed Harris to be the yeah, good guy. Yeah, that surprised me. Because, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, it's almost the exact same role for him, regardless of whether he's good or bad. He's the man in the authoritative position. That's right. always Ed Harris. But yeah. this time, he's the bad guy. Well, and But what's his driving, you know, Ed Harris. What is he trying to yeah, achieve? Ed Harris is a, is a legendary uh, Marine. He's a brigadier general. Um, Medal of Honor winner, all this other sort of stuff. And the it's man's a, a and hero. It, and it's established that he is very upset because um, during Desert Storm, well, this was sort of the capstone of it, during Desert Storm, 20 of his men were left to die. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get military funerals. Families didn't get benefits, et cetera, et cetera. So he is going to threaten the United States government and say, if you take, if you don't give a hundred million dollars to me, and I will disperse that money to the families of these of these Marines who died, and then the rest of it I'll spend the way I see fit. <laughs> yeah, at my discretion. At my I will discretion. disperse at my discretion. <laughs> um, but well, he's going to pay his men, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And That's true, because he has a team of like roughly yeah, he's, he's, 50 guys. A lot, a lot who, of guys. All there. of whom yeah. he yeah. promises the lump sum a, a of a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. And, so. they, and they have to go to a non-extradition country, which is a thing that used to exist in movies. Yeah. Ah, you went to, you know. Belize. Yeah, Belize. And we can't <laughs> touch you there. I think we can. You went yeah. to Chile where. And, and, uh, and ironically, if anyone should know better, it would be him. You would think As so. a guy who says, <laughs> yeah, we went to China and like killed people in China during the Vietnam War. He should probably realize that the whole non-extradition thing isn't going to hold up very no. well. Uh, but Jason, I've heard you mention something to the effect that uh, movies and the media in general never show a realistic scene where it comes to a woman telling her significant other that she's pregnant. <laughs> I think that this scene with Nicolas Cage and his girlfriend <laughs> Carla comes surprisingly close to reality. <laughs> I felt his pain. Yeah, I know. I really you just, did. I did. Nicolas Cage's face. <laughs> he always looks dazed and confused to some extent, but when Carla marched in and said, I had such an interesting day, honey. How about you? And meanwhile, he really has had an action-packed day where uh, some terrorists sent him some other nerve gas. Sarah nerve gas. Uh, yeah. That was going to melt his suit, and he had to Which, by the way, that's not heart. what Sarah does. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It didn't feel super scientific. Yeah. <laughs> it felt more like a Batman movie. Well, they should have just... It's weird that they even said Sarah, and they should have just said some other made-up yeah, name. Yeah, make something up. We'll, you know? we'll run with it. It's a yeah. Nick Cage movie. Exactly. It's a Nicolas Cage movie. We're we're going to... Look, if I've bought the ticket to see Nicolas Cage and you Sean Connery in an action movie, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. Who cares what the you name know? of it is? And that's fine. That's fine, because there's parts <laughs> in the movie that even the director jokes about it doesn't make any sense but says well it was entertaining like there's a scene exactly. coming there's a scene coming up uh, much later in the movie because sean connery doesn't even show up until like half an hour in and then um, the movie doesn't even kick off with its action until almost an hour it's in. a full this, hour this of, movie is like but it's actually no but it does have that's what that's what i liked about the action it. related to the problem at hand like and i wrote a note about that because i was like okay the movie really takes off it like an hour in and the problem is that we've been given 24 hours by this rogue military 40. crew 40 40 oh at Four some zero. point somebody said 24 hours yeah. so maybe we were i i, I remember it. i remember hearing 40 and going that's just that's an, that's odd, an odd number to say maybe he's real he's a brigadier general he knows how difficult it's going to be for everybody to well, maneuver it's, and <laughs> it's almost like i'm gonna give you just enough time to put together an awesome operation <laughs> to stop me do you want to do a heist yeah you know <laughs> but uh no so okay 40 hours but either way we spend about seven of them trying to you know tame sean connery and he's you know just whipping these shenanigans left <laughs> left and right at all of the government agents See, I, I actually found myself liking that and that's kind of a uh, a nod to michael bay which who's not a director i've ever given a shit for mm -hmm. but as i was watching this because you're right it's a full hour before they go into alcatraz, alcatraz yeah and it's like that's 90 or uh, it's like yeah, 80s, it's al 90s. Al almost a, almost 90 minutes of movie at Alcatraz and it's like that's an entire movie today yeah I mean it's like Lethal Weapon it's more about them building the cop buddy relationship the vast majority of the movie and then the stakes and the action happen right at the end 
Yeah. And that's about like a half hour of it. <laughs> and his, <laughs> so. goon, his goons are just such douchebags. Oh, oh totally. yeah. You got John C. McGinley and David yeah. uh, Morris, you said? David Morris, yeah. Yeah. Which one is David Morris? David Morris is the one who's like six foot the blonde five and he's got light colored hair. Washington and John Adams. Oh, here. right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> There's a... He's also one of the officers in the Green Mile with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And the, uh, the other guy who is, I think, a captain, uh, he's, uh, he's <laughs> a Star Trek guy. He was in. TNG. And I spotted somebody from a former episode of ours. I texted you guys about this earlier when I was watching. I found Crunch from the big hit with Marky Mark, the uh, serial masturbator. <laughs> he's one of the crew, and you only oh see my him for God. like a half a second. Yes, I totally. in the crew. F yeah, I know. No, you're right. Yeah, I totally. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, it's Crunch. And I wrote that down because I'd never, I've never seen him in anything other than the big hit with Mark Wahlberg. So there you go. Well, so. Oh, Dr. Cox. <laughs> what, he's a handsome fella. Well, it's Stan. Yeah, I love sure. Stan. Um, we, we should do that one day. We should do Stan Against Evil. I've never seen it. I can have I've one heard of the stars things. call in if you'd like. <gasps> we got to do that. One oh, of that's fancy right. Friends. The the cop, the like the the, the, the deputy Mooney is the cop. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, yeah we could do that. He yeah, could and, do it. I um, just saw him about six months ago. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Very yeah, cool. He would love it. Man, I would love it if, if that was they, your if LA trip, show. wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Fancy. Yeah. April. Um, I wonder if he could get uh, what's her name, Rebecca Varney. She's she plays the chief of police on Stand Against Evil. Okay. But we'll see. Well, let's see what happens. Yes, we digress. So we have our stakes. Nerve gas about to hit San Francisco yes. if the government doesn't comply with a hundred million dollars. Whole bunch of money. Yeah. So it's up to Nick Cage, Sean Connery, and like fifteen other guys to save the day. But surprise, surprise. There's Crunch. <laughs> there he is. Where, where? Yeah, he no, he was right there. Showed up on the, he's coming back. That's all you there get. There he is on the right. Yeah. He's right there. That's oh, all you that's get. Oh, that's him. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 15 people that go in with Nick Cage and Sean Connery get immediately wiped out. Like, yeah. they're in the tunnels. Like, And who is, who is one of the, uh, the Navy SEALs? There were so many the people lead I Navy recognized. Yeah, Michael, Michael Bean. Michael Bean. Yeah. He yeah. Was, he's, his time traveling days are over. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. well, one of he the guys. The Terminator. One of the guys in the bad crew I recognized from Friends. He dated Phoebe for a minute. And he was in an Owen Wilson movie with uh, Morgan Freeman about like. Really? Wow. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How exciting. How exciting. I'm struggling to remember the title, but uh, I've seen him a couple of times throughout the years. He's always like a small character actor of sorts. But there were so many faces that i recognized it, in this project it's interesting uh ed harris was was very upset and not not upset he was very annoyed by the way michael bay shot this movie why because he he got so tired of everything being in street, such a close-up close oh. because he said i'm acting with my entire body but all you can see is like between my chin and the top of my forehead. Well, sometimes you see his throat, which is why <laughs> yeah. it, sh it should have been Mel Gibson playing that role because he can act with his Adam's couple. He can. <laughs> no, he can. You're absolutely right. You've seen it. Um, but yeah, so, oh, oh, and there's a Sex in the City connection with one of the actors. Did you notice, Mr. Brown? Was it the curly-haired fella? I don't know. Who no, was it? Uh, so when they first bring Sean Connery out of his holding cell, uh, whatever. Is it the chief of staff? It's not the chief of staff. No, I it's one of the guys yeah. in the background when they're on the opposite side of the glass in the interrogation room and yeah. the guy uh, behind them, uh, he's he has like one quippy little line and says some smart ass thing and then he's done. It's uh, um, Stanford. 
Oh, from Sex oh, in the City. You've got to be kidding. We'll yeah. point him out when he comes across <laughs> in this East Stanford. So many connections. That, that's awesome. That's yeah. really, that's yeah. really awesome. Hey, that, Mr. Brown was yeah, part of Sex in the City. What? That's crazy. <laughs> Adam Browned him. Um, I, I do like that there's one of the Marines uh, has a man bun. And, and, and yes, that, and that like actually. On top of his head. Too. Yeah. And that annoyed me so much and i don't know why that just like got on my nerves but I was about to say, well, the, the 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 marine general too his hair was way out of spec that annoyed yeah. me too yeah. a marine would never ever oh none of them look like wear marines. his hair Which, like yeah. a movie ever. the like and, stripes I, you let that go but a movie like this you expect more realism well, is that the problem and i thought i actually thought about that and i thought that it could be something like you know okay well let Grow your hair so you look more like civilians. So when you go into hiding, you don't just stand out as a marine yeah, as a high and cut. tight. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to give the movie. I I enjoy the movie. I'm not giving it more credit than it's due. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a dumb movie, but it's. Yeah, it was that. It was that guy right there, the 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 art or the Marine Corps general. And you know, I often wonder if, as an actor, it's like I can't get a high and tight. I have a commercial, you know, lined up that I'm shooting, and, right? And you know, he doesn't want to lose that thirty thousand dollars or whatever. Well, and that's that's actually a um, what was the movie I saw? Um, oh God, I, it was a Rucker Hauer movie. Oh, that um, movie. Yeah, I th I think we, they they did it on Rift Tracks. I've seen it before. It was one where like, um, was it Split Second? I think it, it doesn't matter. It was a movie about like uh, some monster in London and it was flooded because of global warming. But um, what's her name from Sex in the City? Um, that Sarah one? Jessica Parker. Nope. Kim Cattrall. Yes. Kim Cattrall was in it. And it's interesting because in the whole movie, like she looks a little off. Uh -huh. Like she doesn't look bad, but she looks kind of weird until you realize the reason she looks like that is she had just finished filming Star Trek Six, oh, where right. she played a Vulcan, so she still had the Vulcan haircut. Uh -huh. oh. So she shot. So she filmed an entire movie with a Vulcan haircut, and it's like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, if works, anyone yeah, can pull it off, yeah. yeah, yeah, she did. You know, that's cool. It's weird. Kim Cattrall's one of those people. It's like I know she's been in a million things. I can only think of a few though. Mannequin, Manne uh, mannequin, yeah, mannequin is the like one. Her yeah, big yeah. shot to fame, I think. Even yeah. though it's like I've never seen it, but I've heard horrible. Oh my god! We, okay, we're doing mannequin. That's okay. my next. That's that's my wow, next. Wow, seriously? Mannequin. Okay, you, you got to see mannequin. I'll see mannequin. For the you, last sure. time that I saw mannequin. And this is very relevant to The Rock, starring Nicolas Cage and John Connor. We can talk about this stupid-ass movie. Um, the last time I saw it was, uh, it was at a party, and we all stayed up until sunrise, and there was like five people left at the end, and we were all just like wired, and it's sunrise, yeah. and your brain's not working, and the TV was on, and Mannequin came on, and we all sat. And just had to watch <laughs> it. Just, no one said a word for like 90 minutes. And it's just like you're at just the right brain level where nothing's really firing yes. on all cylinders. You've got just like, enough neurological trauma. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> you at know? the right level yeah. for that. Um, but I think we already passed it. But uh, the first conversation that Ed Harris has when he demands the money, threatens San Francisco, whoever it is he's threatening, I didn't make note of when that. When he FaceTimes them? Yeah, before he does that, I think. Uh, but whoever it is says... Uh, 
uh, it seems Alcatraz was just reopened, <laughs> and that was just dun, dun, dun. yeah. And I had to write underneath it: "This sends the investigation in a whole new direction." <laughs> don't laugh; you don't know what we're talking about. I, well, I'm just laughing. He's just trying to be part of the cool kids. It's like a Bob's Burger thing, of course. No, Charles, it's not. And if you'd watch what we asked you to watch, you would know. Oh. Mabel, Mabel, please. He, I, you know, he doesn't know the streaming service. I, I taught to, him how to use Postmates the other day when he taught me to Hulu. pick locks. <laughs> I gotta get the Hulu first, and then I'll watch it. God. You gotta get Hulu. Yeah, it's yeah, actually, yeah, there are a lot yeah, of good programs Hulu. on there. Sponsored yeah. by Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch murder. Only Murders in the Building. Okay. So, anyway, so yeah, so... Uh, oh, God, this is the most awkward love scene in the history of them. So anyway, uh, check out citycenterplayers.com <laughs> if you want to go. Uh, yes, like I said, uh, seating is limited. Uh, we've already gotten, I think, about half of the seats already gone, uh, but... Yeah. We'll make room. Yeah, we will. If you want to come, we'll, we'll we're not going to we'll turn you guys. away at the door, guys. We won't turn you away. We're we're not the you know so cool that Hindsight we would turn you away. Hindsight is harboring fans get head of the line privileges. That's, yes, that's if, what we do. Yes, yeah. if if you, you mention if you mention <laughs> hindsight is horrifying. Exactly. Um, so Australia, yeah. we expect you <laughs> yeah, to come. Come on, yes. hop Japan, on a Qantas, bring your kangaroo. Paris, <laughs> all of you guys, come on. So. uh Return to the movie. Thank you for that awesome shout yeah. out, Jason. Uh, yeah. Yes, we're in the middle of the most awkward sex scene potentially ever. I'm trying to think of another one that's worse. It is uh, very awkward. Because uh, Nicolas Cage, like, no matter I, what he's doing, he just, <laughs> the he's got the face. same expression of just... I've come around on Nicolas Cage. I used to not like him, and now I think he's a genius. I don't mind him. Like I, I, I know his kind of... Uh, his, you know, the way he works in Hollywood is like he'll do a big blockbuster movie like this where he earns a huge paycheck and then he uses those funds to go and do some sort of project that he's passionate about, which is the way to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, this was around the same time as Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. Which, Leaving Las Vegas, even back when I really didn't care for Nicolas Cage, uh, that was one of the best fucking movies I've ever seen. I've never seen that one. It, uh, it's heavy. I, I will imagine. Yeah, I will tell you. It's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't. It's not a feel-good film. That's no, for sure. no. Oh my god. It, it's got two of the best performances. I mean, oh. Elizabeth Shue and Nicolas Cage do. Yeah. And, and, oh, that's another movie she was in. Like, yeah. She, yeah. I've yeah. seen more and more of her movies. Uh, somehow, like they keep popping up, and I'm like, oh, there she is. Because yeah. like, I knew she was in stuff, but Elizabeth Shue, it's like she disappeared after the Saint. Yeah, she which, quit. She got yeah. out. Yeah, she got out. But no, so I think I think you're right. Though. I think it's and I, I need to see when uh, Leaving Las Vegas came out. But it does. Yeah, he does a huge mega movie like this gets paid a lot of money. Uh, and then it goes from The Rock to something like Leaving Las Vegas, where it's very small. It's a very intimate movie. And it's, you know, I think he actually figured out the formula before anybody else did. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Uh, soundtrack to that movie done by sting and it's almost all acoustic and i think almost all of it is either acapella or just as a bass sting doesn't he poison your neighbor's dogs i'll <laughs> <laughs> talk about that don't worry about it uh i know i'm not supposed to release that information it's still in court but uh, anyway <laughs> uh, yeah so nicholas cage does he has a pretty brilliant formula uh, that the one movie that stands out to me i'm having a a hard time remembering it. It's, it's got Sarah Jessica Parker. It's got James Caan. Uh, Raising Arizona? No. <laughs> uh, it's it's the the Flying Elvises Utah chapter. It's one of the many movies where he dresses up as Elvis. Because oh god, um, you'll think oh, of it in a second this is for me. Drive me nuts. I'll look it up. But um, in that I'll movie, 
Okay. <laughs> or, or don't actually. That's what I, 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 oh, you'll think of it. Okay, but honeymoon, honeymoon in Vegas. Vegas. Yes, thank yes. you. So I always think of that movie when I think of Nicolas Cage. That I just like that movie because it's silly enough that it fits his kind of doofy personality <laughs> and the circumstances kind of match him a little bit better. The beginning, uh, the first time you see Sean Connery, it looks like a really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Counting Crows video is about to start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. by that I mean yes, a Counting is. Crows video. Yeah. Sorry, I don't care for the Counting Crows. But, but when they cut his hair, they had a, a Ramius. His oh, Ramius yeah. look came back. They got some more airtime from that $70,000. <laughs> they got a, <laughs> su- a super femme stylist. Yes. <laughs> he, he I want to feel the uh, feel of a shoot. <laughs> I I that's really not the first else. thing that I would think of. But that actually, the fact that, you know, when they get Nick, uh, uh, Sean Connery out of prison, and the, the story there is that he was a British spy who was trying to get the uh, blackmail information that J. Edgar Hoover the had on the, on, on the British right. government. Yeah. Right. And he, he didn't just get that. He got all of it. He got the aliens at Roswell, the Kennedy assassination, the whole nine yards. So he's Jackie Gleason. Yeah, he's. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he got arrested, uh, disavowed by the British government. And he was like sent, they do. Yeah, sent like to Alcatraz, do. escaped from Alcatraz, got out, and he was at a which concert were they at when uh, a Led Zeppelin? Concert. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Right, yeah, right. they were at a Led Zeppelin concert yes. and he got arrested again. So he's been in prison for thirty years. Um, and he doesn't know what grunge is. So that's what that joke was earlier yeah. in the podcast where Nicolas Cage said, yeah, your hair is kind of long. It's really grunge. And he's like, that's what? a good Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he has, very, thanks. It's very good Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, grunge. He's that's interesting. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, it's a, you're like a guitarist from Seattle. Uh, don't worry about it. Anyway, and they move on. But they just have a quick, quippy thing about yeah. it. But then he looks like James Bond again. Yeah, but they, so they, they, they know that they need to get into Alcatraz, and because he's the only individual who's ever escaped, that means from he can Alcatraz, break in. Uh, they think, hey, well, and it's it. I do like the fact that they that's kind of dumb because you escaped from a place 30 years ago. There have okay. been no updates, no, well, no, changes they specifically in 30 say years. they specifically say the place has changed a thousand times. Which kind of means, well, what's the point of getting this guy out anyway? Because they say, well, the blueprints don't make any sense because it's been changed and modified. All the guards are useless that we contacted, like nothing else is working. But he's also a master of escaping. And I'm glad that they put that, because that makes it make a little more sense that it's not just that he's he knows Alcatraz. This guy can get out of anywhere. Right, right. Um, Which we're about to see some of his impressive skills. And I had to make a note. So they're in, they've got him in an interrogation room. And you note that there's a quarter underneath Sean Connery's chair. He takes the chair and slams down on the quarter to sharpen it. Mm-hmm. Uses the quarter to cut a circle, thief style, into the interrogation glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then bust through the glass to... To say what hello. In? <laughs> to just, 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 just to like flex. For dramatic Yeah, he, he's like, just flexing on him. Yeah. And I guess yeah. he, he he does discover that it's his old nemesis, Womack, with whom he has quite a bit of history. The guy yeah. who put him away and has kept him underground for three decades. Yeah. Kept him from meeting his daughter, whose name is what, gentlemen? Hello, I didn't catch hello, it. Hello, Jade. 
Jade. Are you being serious? Her name is Jade, <laughs> you silly goose. But I think Womack must have a secret crush on him because that's why he hates him so much. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, think I think Womack came out of There's like he, he made a pass yeah. at him and oh, yeah. Connery said no, so straight to jail. <laughs> well, right. Womack, never, Womack, never come out again. He can never come out again. Womack hit on him at the Led Zeppelin concert. And, you know, Sean Connery turned him down because he's straight. Yeah. He impregnated Jade's mom. Yeah. And then Womack mind. arrested him. <laughs> Who was Womack's he, he just looked at her well, and she became pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sean She's Connery apparently has yeah. that capability. Well, yeah, he's Sean fucking Connery, man. Yes. Um, in, in this scene, though, uh, and I think this is one of the things that sort of adds to the is he James Bond thing, which, by the way, if anybody, I know it's not James Bond. It's just a fun thing Jeez, to talk Jason. about. <laughs> Um, he keeps saying he wants a suite and he, uh, I can't remember the name of the hotel and he, I want to shower, I want to shave, um, and I want, uh, uh, I want to feel, I want to feel a suit. The feel of a suit. And I thought, yeah. well, that's kind of a weird thing. Why would he say, unless he is James Bond. Yeah. You know, Are I mean, the lapels impossible to pull off? Like, because what wasn't that a story about his Doctor No suit that uh, whoever tailored it made it incredibly sturdy, like made him sleep oh, in it yeah, and everything yeah. to mm-hmm. prove to him just how high quality the suit was? And it's like, so I guess if he was, you know, that's what I do with my underwear. <laughs> Seriously, knock that image right out of my head. Anyway, tidy um, whities lovely stained in the back. But uh, yeah, in a, in a weird way, despite the no, fact they that got the hearts on them. <laughs> God, uh, in a weird way, despite the fact that Nicolas Cage is incredibly crucial to this mission because he's the chemist who can deactivate the missiles oh, carrying oh, okay, the nerve gas. Okay, okay, it, okay, 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 okay. You're not going to interrupt me, but you are. Go ahead. His whole thing, and this is to me the most glaring absurdity of the movie. Tell us. They send him there because he is a chemical weapons expert. He knows everything about chemicals, how chemicals work, how they kill you, etc. And so he goes in there and he thwarts the bad guys by taking the guidance chips out of the rocket, which doesn't have a lot to do with chemistry. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you could I never have thought of that. It's like there's anyone could have done this. I guess they were worried that he... <laughs> What, he's the only guy who could do it without busting the chemicals loose. I don't. Know. He's just very like careful. Well, I mean, they're, yeah. they're packed into giant anal beads <laughs> inside the missiles. Benoit. Did anybody yeah. balls? There we go. Your mother found a whole new way to use them, boy. <laughs> just don't bust them. Did you watch Regis this morning? <laughs> no, I actually, we'll get to that later on, though. But I actually like the uh, the the old nineties production design of just like you know make them look cool you know like they wouldn't be and this is a pretty tip sorry pretty typical 90s thing it, it's the we're not so different you and i kind of speech where sean connery is trying to level with nick cage and get a beat on him and nick cage is like yeah i guess i can get him a cup of coffee and take his handcuffs yeah, off yeah. he's trying to win some trust he's from trying sean to be the Connery. big man yeah, yeah because uh what what does his boss tell him womack he says you're on a need to know basis and you don't need to know God, so how many times has that line actually been used in real life <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a billion, probably by the douchiest <laughs> yeah, like, guy uh, in oh, yeah, the entire yeah, that, office. Yeah, that is a very douchey thing to say. It uh, is. We do need to take a break, and when we get back, I want to talk about how douchey the uh, uh, quote-unquote Marines are. <laughs> in this. Uh, we'll be back in about one second, and we're back. Yes. Hello. Um. So the henchmen. 
the henchmen of this the movie because uh, there's a lot of of, of henchmen. They they are th- the main one's got a very Matt Dillon vibe. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, the the thing about them that sort of gets me is that Ed Harris has this pivot moment. Pivot where he they try to redeem him slightly. They can't redeem him completely because he's killed too many people. Um, you know, one of his men died in the heist. Uh, he was killed by the by the, the by the nerve gas. Well, it was it was a heist. Yeah, yeah. Um, they Shanghai all of he killed all of the Navy SEALs who went in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he and didn't. Not one Navy guy got killed by a Navy SEAL. <laughs> not one. Guy. Not a single one. They're like the stormtroopers of this story. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but he doesn't take responsibility for it either. Like because well, his... and it, it's actually right here. There's yeah. there's a surprise firefight. A guy you know knocks a brick out and it scares people and they all they start shooting. Um, because before this, there was this moment where Ed Harris and, and um, uh, I almost said Sean Bean. Um, Nicholas Cage? Oh. No. Um, the Navy. The, uh, yeah. Um, David Morris? No, Bean. His name is Bean, but I can't remember his first name. We just said it. Oh, my God. Matt Dillon. The Matt Dillon lookalike. No, no, no. Um, I have no idea what's happening right now. He, he, he was in Terminator. That guy? It doesn't matter. They're, Go ahead. They've got a standoff of sorts. Where yeah, anyway, they're, yeah, they're talking, and he's like, you should surrender. Don't get your men killed. You know, and it's like he's kind of trying to not. Order your men anybody. to put their guns down. I can't give that order, and they repeat. Michael themselves. Bean, isn't it? Michael Bean. That's I think that's I mean. what you're yeah. saying. Thank you. Michael Bean. Jeez, I don't know your moment name. here, guys. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, but but regardless, he's got too much blood on his hands. Mm-hmm. You've got all these Navy SEALs who've been killed. He was probably willing to execute that hostage. He didn't, but they try to bring it back where they don't want him to be just a complete bad guy. The goons, however, who were like supposedly Marines that he picked because they were really trustworthy and honorable and good people, are complete dipshits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, they're all traitors. They're hoping to be oh, yeah. rebranded yeah. as patriots years from now. I don't know. They're but... not. No, Ed Harris was. Ed Harris oh, wanted sorry. to. No, okay. Ed Harris. We're talking about Ed Harris's guy. Yeah, they're mercenaries. Ed right. Harris was, I'm doing something that's bad because I'm correcting a wrong. But then he decides, well, I'm not. I can't kill eighty thousand people. I can't do that. So he, he, you know, uh, one of the missiles is fired, and Ed Harris hacks the missile somehow and types in the secret <laughs> command to make call it, him circuit breaker. Yeah, and, and and Nicolas Cage somehow can look out the window and see that the missile miles away landed in the water. <laughs> it's like they literally show it going over a mountain, but yes. Nicolas Cage can still somehow see it. Of course, anyway. he can. Because he's the uh, weapon he, he specialist. He, he was going to be Superman, so maybe he That's had true. X-ray vision. I actually Excuse saw. Me? No, oh, you didn't. Cage was supposed to be Superman. Oh yeah. Dude, Tim, tell Tim, us if I don't know the story, neither do a lot of people. So I'll leave it uh, to. Oh, Tim. Jason, Tim yeah. Burton's uh, Superman. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually look. In fact, I saw somebody posted it on what? either. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, somebody posted it on either Twitter or Instagram. There was actually costume test footage of him in the weird, and he had like long hair, like yeah. long, like you got to check hair. it out. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it was. T- <laughs> it, it, it was very. It was very weird. Obviously, never happened. Uh, much like the sequel to this movie, never happened. There was supposed and to be a sequel to this movie. There, they actually had what I thought sounded like a pretty interesting sequel. Do tell. Uh, well, the movie ends with surprise surprise (laughs) sean connery lives Mm -hmm. and nicholas cage lives um 
Sean Connery is, you know, they, Nicolas Cage sort of helps him, you know, uh, fake his death so that the, uh, the heat will be off and he can presumably go and live his life. But he leaves Nicolas Cage directions to go and find the microfilm yes. that has all of the secrets. Okay. You know, JFK and aliens and all the British stuff and all that. And at the end of the movie, Nicolas Cage gets that microfilm. In fact, the last line of the movie is, honey, do you want to know who, killed, who really killed JFK? Yeah, yeah. The sequel idea was that the government realized that Nicolas Cage had the microfilm and they were hunting him and his wife and I guess kid down. Oh yeah, because we and gotta the, talk about that. John John Connor. <laughs> and the only person that he could trust <laughs> was James Mason. <laughs> so the sequel <laughs> Yeah, so the sequel was gonna be uh him going to Sean Connery saying, I need you to help me. He'd have to find Sean Connery. You right. son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm in. It was uh, which, gonna be that kind of a sequel. You know, uh, actually, been an I actually kind of like this. You know, I tuned in for that. I, I You're would right. watch it. But uh, so we have now, to circle though. back before we yeah, get too far is. away from his. Re- so Nick Cage's relationship with Carla. So she comes in, announces that she's pregnant. He's not thrilled. Uh, makes that pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty damn obvious to her. Yeah. Even says well, something seconds ago. What did he say about raising? That, it would, that it's cruel to bring a child into the world because it's being FedExed to hell. <laughs> because I mean, give him a break. He did just almost get melted at work that yeah. day because some yeah. terrorists tried to kill him. So okay, I, technically they were trying to kill Serbian refugees. Uh, yes, but he yeah. had to deactivate yeah. the doll. That the their nerve gas was yeah the, the prop hiding doll, in. which yeah it was a prop doll and actually Nicolas Cage um didn't want to handle the doll why because apparently the he he actually thought it was really well made and he said if I if I do this I'm gonna break the thing so the I believe it was the guy who made the doll is actually the guy in the suit oh, a hand model. you want me to inject this into my heart are yeah, you effing it's, crazy yeah so, so it's not Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage's character. Uh, it's Geppetto. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the <laughs> so production designer. Yeah. Uh, cool. I did not know that, but yeah. So he, he did just have a rough day. He's he's playing guitar and having some wine. With no Carla. clothes on, he's it, naked. Oh, is he naked? I thought he was just shirtless. But oh no, he had he, no pants. Hey, on if you've I never noticed. look, if you've never just walked around your house buck ass naked when you've had a bad day, you really ought to give it a try. Yeah, it is, <laughs> is, it is, is liberating. It's very do. nice. Cook, yeah. cook dinner for yourself naked. It's, no it's bacon. Just, I've yeah. I've done it. <laughs> no, exactly. No yeah. splattering. <laughs> I, you know, I saw that on a TV show once, and I thought that looks like. Okay, I'll give it a try. They even do a yeah. part of an episode of Friends about it. Rachel walks around naked because she never has in her apartment. It's just liberating, like yeah, you said. Yeah, it's, 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 it's relaxing. Okay, well, I can... Nicolas Cage playing uh, naked guitar. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey plays naked bongos, so they mm-hmm. should start a naked band together. But Carla... No, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm going to veto that one. Uh, but Carla comes in, says she has an interesting day, announces that she's pregnant, and Nicolas Cage is taken aback, and he's not thrilled. And he goes, but we're not even uh, married. And she goes... Yeah, you're right. And she gets down on one knee and proposes to him on the spot, which, uh, no, that's not how you do that. <laughs> well, you know, that whole thing was in there basically. Yeah, it makes sense. To give him it's personal stakes. stakes. Yeah, yeah, he's got stakes Because now. then Carla, for whatever reason, yeah. he is called to San Francisco by the FBI. It's not like he's blowing her off. He literally must go. He's being summoned by the government to San Francisco. <laughs> I know. What and she's a, like, no, you're not leaving me behind. What I'm a going commentary on, on marriage right there. Yes, <laughs> the FBI, 
who my work for I needs talk me to, to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, put them on the phone. <laughs> put them on speaker, Michael. My smoo is not going to San Francisco. <laughs> not with me in this state. My sweet little boy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but so she's going to San Francisco as well. He's kind of like, yeah, okay, you should come with me, and he's like, I do love you. I am going to marry you. And she's all happy and Aww. great. So, yeah, now there are stakes. And he tries to call her when they've gotten Sean Connery fresh out of jail, pre-haircut. And he's like, Carla, don't come to San Francisco. Whatever you do, don't come here. And Sean Connery's like, who's Carla? <laughs> and why shouldn't she come to San Francisco? And so he's trying to protect his woman and his unborn child. Yeah, but she still just shows up. She does, even though he she literally just hangs up on him. She's like, no, I'm coming there and just hangs up. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what the man. No, it doesn't. And also, I just I I love the fact that she's just going to San Francisco. Like there's a big sign that says Nicolas Cage this way. (laughs) I mean, knowing (laughs) Nicolas Cage. Where did it start anyway? Where where were they? They were in D.C.? I assume it was D.C. So she flew from D.C. to the San Francisco. Yeah. The San Francisco. SFO, baby. <laughs> San Francisco. Not, God, that, you're man not bun San just, that man bun just drives me fucking... I don't know why it bugs me. It's pretty <laughs> I bad, think man buns just bug me in general. Well, they we bug also... me a lot, too, because, I don't know, women love them for some reason. It's no. It's frustrating. Not all women. Not all no, women, no. no. no, no. Yeah. I No, I've never dated a man who's done his hair like that. Like, I'm, I'm not into long hair on men personally it, it, anyway, but... Uh, if you have a man bun, you would better be like a fucking ju- uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, if you are, like, just some badass dude who could just take anyone down, fine. Put on man bun, if you dude, sleep that's four fine. hours a night and regulate your heart, you must be <laughs> yeah, gyro. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the man bun is pretty effing ridiculous. I agree with you on that. And, uh, we passed something pretty ridiculous as well. So I know we've built Sean Connery up to sort of legendary status in this movie. He can escape from anywhere, but somehow he can also suspend you in the air with a shoestring and not dislocate his arm it's not even a shoestring it's the it's, it, like, it's the clothesline yeah it's even more it's, it's, it's the hotel uh, mm-hmm. uh which why don't houses have those i've always they thought do about it, they do in europe they're very popular in uh the uk they're everywhere in the uk probably some sort of safety worry we gotta those. get behind that to me that just makes sense oh yeah you know well, instead of having to like buy a hanger for the door for the towel and like clothes that no, you want to hang up, put or? your clothes in put there. your clothes up there. See, we use dryers here. They don't use dryers in Europe because it you know uses too much energy. Oh, okay. Well, well, and their apartments are so small. Yeah, they can't. You yeah. know, it's like it's either that or a kid. Yeah, but I don't think he did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> dryer every time, people. I'm telling you, choose the dryer. I did. I did choose the dryer. But he tied it off to the chair, so it wasn't him holding. No, it, it was initially because it, the, it, oh, he, it he eventually tied. it. So oh, he geez. has it around his wrist, <laughs> yeah. and so he throws Womack. He oh. ties the uh, shoestring or clothesline, whatever, around Womack because he <sighs> he gets the feeling, and Nicholas Cage is upset. He's like. I gave this guy my word. You're just going to crumple this federal document promising him that he'll be a free man after he cooperates with us. He signed and he's going to do it. And, you know, Sean Connery obviously tries to get away and stuff. But Because he totally is, fucking knew that Womack, they were, <laughs> yeah, there was he no knew way that Womack's that was, a bastard yeah. and is not going to make good on his deal. So uh, he's like, all right, Womack, shake on it. And grabs him, ties him off at the wrist and throws him off the roof of the yeah. hotel. And he's just hanging on to him with his other arm. You know? Which you got to admit would be awesome to do to somebody you didn't like. But yes. you dangling would, them off a cliff i mean there's it would, it would hurt 
parts though. There's a lot of person. Uh, yeah. yeah well, there's yeah. so much pain yeah. involved. But then he does tie it off to the chair to m- distract the other officers and force them to help Womack. Oh, right, right, and right. therefore, Nicolas Cage is the only one who chases him. It's <laughs> and in- they wind up in a Steve McQueen level car chase for like 15 minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a it's a, a Humvee versus Ferrari. a Ferrari. Um, and they actually got into uh, the studio gave them a lot of shit because they they that was apparently sort of added after the fact uh they they said well we need something in there for action for the younger audience um and and apparently it went way over budget and the studio execs showed up apparently at alcatraz and it was like you know michael bay we need to have a meeting you know, Disney executives are here. Oh, geez. And so Michael Bay was like... <laughs> Disney executives. Yeah. Well, they were. What? It was Touchdown. Oh, yeah, I didn't no, notice no, that. Yeah, okay, no, I was no, like, no, Disney. No. All right. So Got Michael it. Bay Michael Bay is, is literally walking, and he's having a bit of a bad day, because I don't know... Don Simpson died during the production oh, of this. Yeah. Um, and they were already... Michael... Or Jerry Bruckheimer was going to sever the ties with... Uh, with Don Simpson anyway, because of all the drugs. Uh, so there was a lot of Did stuff. Did he die go- of an overdose? He died of a drug, a drug-related heart attack. Okay, yeah. so, okay. so more or less, whatever you want to say. But yeah. so there, uh, you know, the the creatives are headed to this meeting where they're going to get reamed by the Disney people. Mm-hmm. And Sean Connery happened to be on set and said, "I'd like to go to this meeting." Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and so they walk in, and in walks Sean Connery, and Sean Connery was very firmly in the camp of Simpson and Bruckheimer and Bay. What's this about my car chase? Yeah, and <laughs> and surprisingly, the Disney executives folded like a cheap suit. Imagine, yeah, yeah you don't argue uh, with James Bond. You just no. don't. No, I mean Sean Connery walks in the room. Uh, <laughs> it's, holy shit he's the kind of man who like you know in the 90s could walk into a room choose a woman you know tell oh him, yeah like, have a steak oh, yeah. and a woman delivered to my hotel and a bowl of scotch nobody's even gonna get upset about it or argue <laughs> he's he was that kind of a man oh yeah yeah i mean he was he was a one of the last of the man's men men's man man's he's man man's man yeah. man's man mm-hmm I, I can agree with that. Now, yeah. uh, something we sort of talked about off camera a little. Uh, James Bond, as awesome as he is, I never, unlike so many ladies, had a crush on Sean Connery. No, no matter what, he was not my cup of tea. Nor were any of the other James Bonds. I like the movies. I love the stories, but nah, not so Even much. Daniel Craig? <laughs> Daniel Craig's a good-looking look, good guy. Uh, but He's rugged. He's He is. He's mm-hmm. he, He's an anomaly. Yeah. I don't know. Just put, although it's like looking at a drawer of parts that don't belong together and then putting them together and it comes out wonderful. Yeah. You know, I mean, he caught Rachel Vice's attention. Oh, yeah. That's really all that matters at the end of the day. But yeah, so they have a 15 minute car chase. Uh, street car, way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Streetcar named on fire. Uh, one guy. And I love that story where. Oh, my God. That's the, the most Michael Bay thing in the history. Where, of the world. Yeah. The streetcar conductor <laughs> is just so happy being the streetcar <laughs> Fucking that streetcar street is his baby, and when he crashes, says that, he even says my baby. He's like my baby when because Sean and Connery crashes the Humvee into it. It rolls. All of his passengers have to jump off in a panic. It's a huge crash, fiery explosion. It of course, slides into and, a car, explodes, and then 
flies perfectly straight, straight up, up in the, in the air, air. Yeah. and right back down. <laughs> it, but so at the end, the poor conductor is just like, my baby. Oh, where is that mother ever? He ain't saved nowhere. And it's just like, that's all you ever see of him. You just know that he was truly dedicated to the rest to that of street. his life. Yeah, that's it. For, yeah. That would have been good for the sequel. He finds <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he's he and the like, shyness from Nick of Time need to go into business together. No, in the sequel, in the sequel, he would be like driving like a tour boat. <laughs> <laughs> at Niagara Falls. Oh my God! And they would somehow blow up He's the doorbell. Sean oh Connery would get on the boat. You, <laughs> you, mother- you motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, and you're right. It is such a Michael Bay thing to have <laughs> this so super tiny, minute mini story packed yeah. inside all of that nonsense. And it, then you know we're an hour in, and then we go to Alcatraz, like yeah. we said. So and, and it is Michael Bay because it's it's like. You get Simpson and Bruckheimer and then Michael Bay and you put those three together and you get this. If you take Michael Bay out, you get Top Gun, you know. Yeah. Um, Michael Bay, there's like misplaced character development. Uh, And I remember that oddly enough from uh, Pearl Harbor, which everybody was expecting such amazing things from and the character development. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but he'll throw it in where it's not exactly necessary. Like he, they focused on a character who had a really bad stutter in that movie and it was character development, but it didn't move the plot along or help the story in any way whatsoever. Well, Michael Bay movies, it's weird because when you look at the scripts, there's, there's a lot of writers, you know, there's a lot of people working on these scripts And in this movie in particular, it wasn't just like the team. When Sean Connery was attached, he hired two other screenwriters to to redo his lines. Connery did? Yeah. When Ooh. you know the man's man could do that. Yeah, it, well, he was he was one of the producers too. So he, oh, I he put up that. money. That's yeah. right. That's um, right. gotcha. But no, he his lines specifically were redone. Just is by a whole other pair of of screenwriters, and I'm just, I mean, it, I guess it worked, you know. But then they they get into the coal car in the mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't know the there was a mine under the Indiana Jones, you know, <laughs> know, Temple of Doom. Seriously, scene. it is so Temple uh, of Doom. And meanwhile, Sean Connery's like, oh, uh, what did it use? He said it was a mine, or what was it before? During it was the a Civil, Civil War, War fort. It was a fort. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but apparently, well, it was a Native American place. It was like a Native American. It wasn't a village, but it was sacred. It has served quite yeah, a few purposes yeah. over the years. In this scene, in particular, with the minecart, there's a part that they cut out that they cut out because they felt that it wasn't really fitting with the character. Okay. But I think it would have made more sense because what's uh, that? Because uh, what's his name? The guy who gets killed here. Um, John C. McGinley. Yeah, McGinley. Uh, he gets set on fire and he, dropped into the water. Yeah. They, they actually filmed a moment where Sean Connery stabs McGinley's hand and Ooh. into the mine cart and explains uh, why wanna... he doesn't get out of the mine cart because he's literally stuck there. Got gotcha. So yeah, without, I was wondering about that. I was like, why didn't he, he just get out? He just fell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes that actually does piece some things together for me. Thank you. And this whole scene feels like something from Aliens. It's a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Especially a, with those plants in the foreground. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were at full tilt in that, that coal car, and the guys walked slowly that distance in <laughs> yeah, just a minute, about the same amount of time. I, Shh. I, oh, yeah. In 15 minutes, we're on the borders of Switzerland. <laughs> well, it, from Poland, right? It's, it's a sort long of, way away. It, it's sort of like, uh, and this is the thing that I think Michael Bay said, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. 
and he's it freely admits it doesn't make any sense. Suspend your when, disbelief. Yeah, it's once again, it's a Nick Cage action movie. When, when they first break into Alcatraz and they they get into this room and they're like, "You let us, Sean Connery, you let us into this room without a without an exit, you motherfucker." And Sean Connery's like, "Oh no, no, I I'm gonna go through here." And open the door. And here is a working furnace with a cogs with cogs that are turning. Yes. Like and, you do. You want oil and fire. Yeah. Near yeah. One it That's makes always... it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. You know? and, and, and Michael Bay, I think, you know, I don't know if it was an interview or whatever, but he's like, yeah, why would that be even on? You know, it's been 30 years since he's been down there and the fucking furnace is working. <laughs> Somehow. But it's entertaining. Yes, of course. Of course. And I'll be honest, relative to movies that come out today that are, you know, action oriented, I, 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 I'll take this. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So um, It's a goofy, fun movie. It is. So uh, what's, you know, it's a two, <laughs> two hour, 15 minute movie. It's a long movie. Yeah, and I was not anticipating that, so I didn't get to see every part of this, but I do love Did that. you not watch the ending? No, I did not. I, so I was going to ask you guys to fill me in and any of the hindsighters who are ready for spoilers. So what, I know, I got to the part where Nicolas Cage is deactivating all the missiles and uh, pulling out the anal beads, and then one <laughs> of them uh, detaches, hmm. falls, doesn't break, rolls, and it's going to fall and shatter, but he saves he it, it yeah. at the last second and then somebody uh curses at him and starts shooting at him and that's yeah. where i dropped anchor because i well, had to so come you, and meet you guys so you saw of course the pivot where ed harris says no i'm not doing this it's over with no, Connery, I had, Connery I had, saw it in his eyes i had yeah. to jump forward a little bit so i okay. may have missed it i don't remember that part yeah ed harris basically sean connery mm-hmm. You know, confronts him and is oh, like, he like, did say, yeah. well, "I don't know why the solution to losing all of these men of yours is to kill eighty yeah. million more people." Right. Yeah, right. I think you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah so like, okay, yeah, yeah, like, I do no. remember that. Yeah, you're not you're not acting like a soldier. You know, that that works on him. And then he's you know, so Ed Harris decides, "No, I'm pulling the plug on this. It's over. We tried. We failed. Let's get out of here." His men, having been promised a million bucks, <clears throat> decide, "No, we're going to go ahead and continue." Firefight ensues. Ed Harris is killed. Oh, by his own men. By his own men. Damn. <laughs> um, but oh, then Barb would have been so disappointed. Oh yeah. Because we didn't mention that uh, his wife has passed away. Her right, name is yes. Barbara, and yeah. he has this little. He has a couple of lines. It's a little speech where he's like. Yeah, I've got to do something that I couldn't do when you were still here. Uh, hopefully, yeah. it'll elevate. Because you would have slapped me silly. About now, yeah. yeah, now hopefully, that he's single, he can do all this. <laughs> hopefully, it'll elevate their thinking. Please don't think less of me. And it's that pouring in the rain, visiting your dead oh, it's spouse. So scene. Michael Bay. It's so it's Michael so Bay. Putting the putting the Marine Corps uniform on and the medals are jangling. And yeah, put the hat on. It, and... It's <clears throat> painful. Cover. But, Sorry. Uh, so he, but. Does that ever come full circle? Like his, his wife? wife? No. Yeah. No, what? No, what's no. the freaking point of that? No, that was just trying to establish him as a as he's a decent person who's who's decided to do something bad. Rogue. Yeah, and and he's literally behaving crazy. Okay. And then he, uh, yeah. I mean, I I agree. It probably well, it were... could have made sense if it would have been. Because there were a couple of uh, setups with no payoff. So the uh, Barb, the wife, was one of them, and then the Beatles, like the LP. Because he, uh, Nick Cage, is a self-professed Beatle maniac. That's not true. He's obsessed with Elvis. Uh, but in the movie, he loves the Beatles. And did that ever come full circle? What was the whole point of that? Well, that's like, why he was I paid six hundred dollars for an LP. Naked. 
and justify yes, him. Yes, but all in the first part of the movie did anything no. circle no, back. No, that was just the... adding a little character. Once again, character development yeah. for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was okay. well. It was giving Sometimes him. Sometimes I just want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a you know motive. Well, what was your motivation? I just wanted to sit down. <laughs> that's a motivation to that move. I just was tired. You've been on your feet for twelve hours. Yeah. yeah. Boy, howdy. So after yeah. after Ed Harris is killed. Then he's got uh, Nicholas Cage and Sean Connery have to deal with the baddies. Right, very bad people. Are we the baddies? And uh, he kills one of them. See, Nicholas Cage kills one by shooting the missile while the guy is standing in front of the missile. Yeah. Um, very slim pickings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, lesson don't stand in front of a missile. Never. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know? You're the rocket man. There's, n- yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Because yeah. I thought that was where the Beatles payoff was going to come in. Because Nicolas Cage starts talking to the guy who said earlier that he wouldn't mind gutting him or I'd take pleasure in gutting you. And Nicolas Cage kind of turns that over in his head and they have their revenge moment. And Nicolas Cage is like, Do you like music? And <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to have a random conversation. Wow. And wow, that's disarming. <laughs> yeah. and so, uh, the, bad guy who's like do you know how this works and he's brandishing his knife do you know how this shit works and Nicolas Cage is like do you like music uh what about the rocket man and I don't so, like that soft shit <laughs> and so he launches the, the rocket into the guy who then gets impaled uh through yeah, the middle the, by yeah, a pole. Let's, let's be clear about that <laughs> being, being hit him. by the rocket does not kill him no it just kind of Knocks it just knocks balance. him out the window, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and sets him this, up to be impaled. Yeah, and this being a Michael Bay movie, the glass is all made of the thinnest possible... No one in Michael Bay universes pays any good money for their windows. No, no You just walk glass, up and no just, just tap them and they shatter. No insulation, um, nothing. The, uh, yeah, so... So that guy... And then and, he's impaled. And yeah, then Nicolas Cage is like, huh, you like how that shit works? And just, okay. But I thought that's where the Beatles were going to make no. their circle back because he starts talking about music. No. No, no payoff for that. Yeah, but then no. he does have the little, the Benoit in his pocket. <laughs> he keeps it in his pockets. And then, I don't know if you saw the movie, right the movie Live and Let Die at the very end. You know, he took, takes that, that pneumatic round and puts it in his mouth and steps on him. And, yeah. and the guy inflates. Yafet Kodo. Yafet Kodo. Kananga was his name. Oh, man, that it, was buried in the recesses of my brain. In a similar vein. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage takes the what what kind of gas is it the VX it's some kind of weird yeah. Yeah, he sticks it in the guy's gas. mouth and then crunches it oh man <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you know I, I'm gonna make a suggestion if there's anybody out there who's in the business of designing like really bad <laughs> chemical weapons yeah the, watch this movie the yeah. thing you put them in should be like made of metal. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're what you call corrosive. Yeah, like some kind of some, or like if it's glass, like like that real strong glass they use in like presidential limousines, like that kind of glass, <laughs> not the kind that Sean Connery can cut with a coin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. Don't get like something from Party City and put your VX nerve gas in it. You know, don't do that. Um, and then of course Nick Cage has to. Oh yeah, take the atropine, put it into his heart. And then again? the fucking needle on it. Yeah, like, he man. puts it into his heart again because you know he, well, he didn't have to do no, it. No, he didn't do it in the he first. I thought he was supposed to do it in the gas chamber, and but he, he didn't blew do it off. He didn't oh. have to. He did not yeah. do it. My yeah. bad. This time he had to do it. But and he's fine. Yeah, he was fine. But then he, after having atropine in his heart, he he got the uh, green flares because if you saw green smoke, 
you, you, you don't you don't blow up Alcatraz. So he had a platoon moment where he was standing. <laughs> it was an absolute platoon <laughs> moment. <laughs> like uh, like uh, what, what is the, the actor's name who played? The, you know, he's shot at the <clears throat> platoon. Um, oh god, uh, it'll come to me later. But he has the platoon moment where he's holding it. And the, and they they peel off the F-18s. But one of them, one of one them goes, dropped. Thankfully, yeah. so yeah. that John Mason and, gets vaporized. And, and they spent like they spent forty hours. No, John. Oh, he does get vaporized. No, he doesn't. But they fake it. They fake oh, okay. it so they didn't get away. Oh, yeah. No, because uh, Nicholas Cage at the end he communicates with uh, with the FBI and he's like, you know, it's all good, everything's fine. Um, you know, we we destroyed oh, the uh, we destroyed the. Um, Oh, uh, remind me, I got a great Willem Dafoe thing to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Somebody did a, well, I'll just tell you now, somebody did yeah. a deep fake where they uh, did a Pretty Woman starring Willem Dafoe, <laughs> and it's the most disturbing <laughs> oh thing you've God. ever seen in your fucking life. Because oh, he Lord. and Julia Roberts have really big smiles, so I can <laughs> see that. Please tell it's me fucking he, is, creepy. he is Julia Roberts, right? Yeah, I'm well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, just de- they just deep faked. They put uh, Willem excellent. Dafoe's face on Julia Roberts' uh, face. I can't wait to watch that. And, yeah. Yeah, and um, the uh, that's that's pretty much it. And then, well, of course, the finale. Uh, finale. Oh yeah. So does Sean Connery get a relationship with his daughter? Because when he's causing all the shenanigans and running away from the FBI agents and the big car chase and the Humvee, he his goal is to reach his daughter. He looks. He calls information well, to get her address, and she has the, one. We called it. She back has then. the yeah. fakest name that's ever happened. Jade, Jade. Angelou. Jade. Who would name their kid? It's a weird uh, choice. Some weird ass. Daughter. I don't Jada. know. Uh, could have been Tandy. Yes. So this is better. But no, her name is Jade Angelou, and luckily she lives in San Francisco. Yeah. And Sean Connery looks her up. So does he get any relationship well, with her since he had to fake his death? It, it's it's implied that because Nicolas Cage is on the on the <clears throat> radio, and they're like, "Okay, good, everything's fine. What about Mason? Mason's dead." Yeah. And Sean Connery is like, "Thank you, because now the heat's going to drop." Yeah. And it's implied that he's going to go and. You well, know, Nick Cage re- reconnect with his daughter. He helps um, him out multiple times in that uh, to that extent because when they first run into each other, Nick Cage is waiting for backup to come and arrest Sean Connery, and instead of going in there, you know, sirens wailing and cuffing him violently, he's just like, "Oh, don't worry, ma'am. Uh, your your dad is actually helping us yeah, with yeah, this dangerous yeah. mission." I guess she didn't stick please, around. Please ignore the men with the guns point because there's yeah, literally in the background there's guys him, pointing guns. They cuff him five seconds after that, so I guess she sprinted away and didn't I see guess. that. I don't know. And then Nicholas Cage goes and he Go he finds the, the uh, he finds the uh, the parcel uh, where Mason Sean Connery had hidden all of the secrets, all of it, everything is on this thing. God, uh, mm-hmm. aliens, JFK. I want to know what filing cabinet that was in. <laughs> like at the FBI, it was like the really, really special filing cabinet. And what's this random dog at the end of the movie? I was going to ask if I missed something. No, there was no dog. Okay, uh, suddenly thank you. there's a bulldog in this VW Beetle that they're tooling around in after they're married. Uh, I totally thought I had forgotten that there was a dog at some point in the movie, no. or someone had mentioned a dog or no. anything. But and he's there's got, no. He's got the microphone now. It goes to National Treasure, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was it? Ed Harris in that really too. Dumb I, movie. So, I think yeah. Ed Harris was the bad guy in that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and we've come full circle. So roll credits. Uh, Hindsiders, this pick was a little bit different because it was actually Adam's turn to pick the movie, but he forfeited his pick to Jason this week. Well, and I, I did. I did. I wimped out because I was going to make you guys watch Sorcerer. But apparently oh. it's too good. 
well no i still want to do it but i just felt like and it's funny because i ended up enjoying this sorcerer <laughs> I, that is my next pick is sorcerer and then after that will be mannequin uh because <laughs> no we're doing mannequin um awesome. not mannequin too uh Oh, my pick that's coming up uh, that I sent you, the one with Sam Rockwell. I won't announce what it is right now. Uh, if we do that movie, I'll I'll have a costume involved for All that right. one. <laughs> nice. Um, Alf to Seinfeld. Yeah, it's a straight five for me because I just saw the movie today and didn't even get to see all of it. So I liked what I saw. And, I, you know, I, Nick Cage, especially in retrospect, hindsight is horrifying. <laughs> like, it's a Nick Cage movie from the 90s. I wasn't surprised by anything. Well, this is, I think, a perfect um, Alf to Seinfeld movie for me because it's going to be like an eight. Seriously? Yeah, because I haven't seen the movie in years. And it was, you know, it was a dumb Nicolas Cage movie. And yeah, it had Sean Connery in it. But, you know, it was some dumb Michael Bay action garbagey stupid thing mm -hmm. and i don't know maybe it's just movies are so bad nowadays i watch this going i really wish they would make a movie like this today i would pay and i would go sit in the theater and who would you cast in it <sighs> i don't don't say God. chris pratt <laughs> oh i was just thinking Do not chris. <laughs> we need to have a no chris pratt every time. i'd cast him in anything that's no, that's the rule in Hollywood. He does get cast in everything. All right, Steve Martin and <laughs> Charles and Oliver break into Alcatraz. Yeah. Um, and Mabel's there for some reason. Okay, I'm not going to say Joel McHale either because that's the other I one. I would watch that though. Okay, you don't Joel use McH his name a lot. So that Really? I, okay. That's okay. If not for the recast game, yeah. you don't. Uh, and actually Joel uh, McHale is who the chemist? Yeah, and oh, well, uh, and, and McGinley as the uh, as uh, McGinley. Um, John, C. John C. McGinley. Oh, as, as the Sean Connery character. Twenty years later. Awesome. 40 yeah, or thirty years later. Because so again, to me, he's Stan, and oh, yeah. Stan is like this, you know, grizzled older okay. guy who f fights monsters and stuff. So yeah, yeah, McGinley as uh, so, yeah. I could so see Joel McHale in Nick Cage's position <laughs> where he's like, "Oh, you're pregnant. Peace. Like, <laughs> Peace <laughs> and, out." Yeah, I can I can see that. Okay, I'm gonna walk away now. <laughs> And just for fun, make it Allison Brie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Allison Brie, just why not? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that's my recast. Uh, eight, okay. and then that's my recast. Eight and a recast. I'm okay. Out. Five, and oh my gosh, who would I put in? Because Nicolas Cage is kind of a it's special hard. kind of eccentric, so he's difficult to replace. Um, Adam Scott. <laughs> Adam Scott, I think, okay. I think if this was made today, they would put Adam Scott in it. Why? I don't know. I just it's it's not the quirky part. I just think he's sort of. I could see Adam that. Scott as more of the Womack character because for some reason they yeah, like yeah. to kind of cast him as the douchey villainous type, and he's decent at playing that. Yeah. Uh, I could see him as Womack. Uh, who's uh, who's the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, Andy Samberg. Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg. Yeah, he could... as the chemist. Yeah, I, there's lots of people for the chemist. It's harder to think of who's going to play Sean Connery's character. That's true. Who's like iconic and still around because Burt Reynolds could have done a good job oh, if yeah. he was oh, still around. Oh, yeah, that would have been that awesome. Been cool. oh. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have watched yeah. the hell yeah. out of that. <laughs> so Burt Reynolds, because uh, there's no, I guess we didn't put a time constraint on it. So Burt Reynolds is Sean Connery for me and then Jeff Goldblum is the chemist. <laughs> Oh God! If we're Younger Jeff Goldblum. If we're going where we don't have to worry about like time, then you know Charlton Heston. <laughs> 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 
Charlton Heston. James Mason, <laughs> who is God. <laughs> Charlton Heston actually would have been really awesome in the uh, in the uh, Sean Connery. Uh, Charlton, he would have done well as Ed Harris. Yeah, he's he can play the badass, authoritative guy too. So who I, who has a you know he's got a real deep seated actual motivation. It comes around in the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Too. Yeah, I think that would have been good. So uh, about Alec Guinness. Yeah, Ooh, Sir Alec yeah, Guinness. yeah. <laughs> Peter O'Toole. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Peter O'Toole. I mean, you could keep going. Robert yeah. Shaw. Yeah. R- Richard Harris. Yeah, Richard Harris. He would work. Any of the drunks from the I'm, 60s. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody. I'm trying to think of someone who isn't dead that I would cast in this movie. Yeah, Peter Sellers. You know? Yeah, Peter Sellers. Why not? Peter Sellers would have been great as a Nicolas Cage That's character. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would have been awesome. Sellers, These days, been. Hollywood uh, would have totally like put Tom Holland in Nick Cage's place and then done somebody maybe ten years older. Like they're doing that a lot lately, where it's like Tom Holland and Marky Mark, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg would have been a good as the general, maybe. I don't know. He would have been one of the like. He could be John C. McGinley, Jack Black, and The Rock. (laughs) That's all. That's it. We don't. Yeah, we have no other choices. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what we're stuck with these days. Adam Sandler. (laughs) Oh Lord. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a a guy instead of Jeff Goldblum for the chemist. So who would be? What's your score, Mr. Brown? And I'll think no. of my recast. Right, you think because I, I won't be able to come up with actors. But I I have a a confession to make. This is the first time that I saw this film. I Are was you in, serious? I was in, tra- in I transition. feel better now. <laughs> I was in trans transition to New York City, and which which is my excuse because back in the day when you missed a movie in the theaters, it was hard to see it again unless yeah. you found it in Blockbuster. Yeah, that's true. So Blockbuster. I, I was moving to New York City to, to hopefully. <laughs> become uh, a feature you know uh, an actor in feature films like this but mm-hmm. uh, as you can see I, I attained much greater success yes. in working with you <laughs> yes. too clearly well you get a steady paycheck so that's <laughs> that, nice that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's what drove me in that direction so when I watched it yesterday uh, I would have given it a five but then watching it today I, I'm giving it an eight because as I said I always enjoy the deep analysis that we make with films it makes them far more entertaining yes it does when i hang with you guys so i'm giving it an eight too okay i'm gonna piggyback off of jason's and, and if, if anyone in the audience knows how to do math or owns a calculator <laughs> average those <laughs> yes. and put it in the comments Thank get you. it in your iphone and <laughs> <laughs> just ask siri yeah okay well to sort of steal from you jason i would go with burt reynolds steal for the sean connery uh role and i would actually make adam scott the chemist like you said okay so that i think that would be a nice uh you know chemistry sort of but how about denzel oh denzel Denzel can do anything like because he's the right age now for the sean connery role yeah he is yeah he's the right age because um, Man on Fire, he was you know he was tough. Yeah, that. if you remember that movie, you ever seen Man on Fire? I don't think I saw Man on Fire. Oh, no, it's, uh, tough, tough. Denzel's awesome. Ooh, if and we he could, could totally carry if, it. If we could get him back out of the woodwork, Josh Hartnett as the chemist, Burt Reynolds as Sean Connery. Okay, all right. Now, when I went to IMDb as a quick sidebar, you see what Nicolas Cage is playing now? No, in a movie called Renfield. Oh, jeez, no, I don't. He's playing. Count Dracula. Okay. Ew. I'm in. Bella Lugosi type of Count Dracula. <laughs> it depends on... It depends. Is this Nicolas Cage's doing a movie to make money? In yeah, which the, case... Eh. Good question. Or is he playing Dracula and it's one of his, I'm just going to go do my, my fucking thing. The latter. Yeah. I, oh, I'm I, watching. I, I okay, the that'll be good I'm then. Yeah. I believe yeah. the latter. That's cool. 
Awesome. Well, that more or less covers it. Yeah, so, yeah. Take uh, us home. Hindsiders, it's been a romp. It's been a Nick Cage, Sean Connery collaboration. It's been uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, Michael Bay, and Don Simpson. So this was a powerhouse of explosions, car chases, and everything in between. We appreciate you joining us in our studio for your drive time, your listening time, your setting a streetcar on fire time. We don't care what kind of time. This has been Darth, Adam, and Jason with Hindsight and... Good night.